my fellow Americans and all those listening overseas. Welcome back to Visiting the Presidents. I'm your host, Joe Fakash, and today I'm bringing you a bonus episode of my Visiting the Presidents series with some of the people who I visited some of these sites with. And in this case, it's two of my very best friends, Alex Syker and Nate Scheidler. Our friendship is one of those that I really am truly grateful for in that not only are we very good friends and we have a lot of great memories together, but we're also the kinds of friends that actually follow through on making plans and going to different places. In our friendship, we have visited Chicago, Philadelphia, Nebraska, Arizona. We've, we've gone several places together, and I think it only enhances our friendship. I met Alex in our graduate program at Bowling Green State University together. I was his orientation leader. I was a PhD student when he was an incoming master's student. And I just knew kind of from the first time that we started talking that he and I were going to be good friends. I was really scouting him for our intramural volleyball team, which he excelled at. And I've really just been very blessed to get to see him go from being a master student, kind of shy and awkward, maybe a little at first, to now where he's a lawyer and he's making it happen and doing such a great job on his own in Omaha and getting to see him every now and then and pop in on his life has been really exciting. And the same can be said for Nate. Nate, I met through Alex. With Alex, we were always having themed parties where Anytime we would get together, I would always want to brand them and give them a name. And so we had Alex's coming out party when he was able to get a little bit more wild. We also had Nightmare on Third Street, which was our Halloween party. We had the um, Lonely Hearts Club, which is right around Valentine's Day. And one of the last going outs we had in Alex's second year, he invited Nate. I had met Nate briefly before at a party around my birthday, and he was awesome, but I didn't really get to talk to him all that much. And then on this trip, we were able to talk more extensively and get to know each other quite a bit better. And I think things have only kind of evolved from there where I don't just consider him like Alex's friend. I think Nate and I have developed our own friendship as well. In fact, when we would go to travel to see Alex, when we drove to Philadelphia and back and drove back from Lincoln or drove back from Omaha, Nate and I had a lot of downtime. And I think that's when I really got to know him a lot more as my own friend as opposed to just Alex's friend and he came out to see me in Arizona and we saw a pretty significant chunk of that state and so and so just makes it more interesting I think when the three of us are able to hang out together and so we were able to meet up this past week in Omaha uh, what I call Bromaha and (laughs) throw down and get to go all around together we had done this before in 2019 almost the exact same weekend and had met up before in Lincoln as well when Alex was first starting out in the law program. It was interesting this time to get to hang out with not just Nate, but also Nate's partner, Zhang Yang, and then their baby, Elizabeth, and kind of getting to see him as a father. And in the same way that I'm really just proud to see Alex as he's developing into a great lawyer, getting to see Nate as a dad is really just a, a gratifying experience. And so it's been really fun to get to see our friendship evolve in that way as well. I also just don't want you to get the wrong idea like we're just a pack of nerds (laughs) i've had some of the best times in my life with these two guys and so um that's important context (laughs) that when we talk about some of our trips when we talk when you hear us mention philadelphia when you hear us mention chicago like a lot of it is geared around going out do not get it twisted we've had a lot of fun together 
I'm usually the most emotional of the three of us. And at some point in the night, I will end up crying. I'm an emotional drunk. And the other two will be the (laughs) more stable. But these are two guys that I've shared a lot with and who I feel really comfortable being able to just let completely lose. And so the fact that we're able to balance that, when I think about the trip to Philadelphia, for instance, like we went to Independence Hall in the day. And that night we had like the wildest time I've ever had in my entire life. So it's a bit of both. And I also just want to mention that I'm the kind of friend that I will like track you down. I've told both of these guys, like I will follow you until you tell me not to. As you follow this podcast, you'll learn that I go all over the country. And if I'm in your neck of the woods and we're friends, like I will contact you. And it's up to you whether or not you're going to reciprocate or pick up the ball from there. But uh, I am that kind of friend that I will at least make the gesture first. So I think that's also been a key cornerstone in that these two guys have met me in that way. So I'm going to let them take over. I'm going to ask them the kind of standard questions that I've been asking some of my previous guests, and you'll hear about some of the presidential sites that we've visited together, as well as their insights into traveling. As always, I am (laughs) shilling for if you are of a mind to help support the podcast, you can be liking and subscribing on the various social media platforms. You can be reviewing on your podcast platform. And then, of course, you can be donating to the podcast. And so if you like this kind of episode and you want to see more of that content, maybe hit the donate button. (laughs) And um, I will be dropping in the interview from time to time in that the audio isn't going to be the best when I'm asking questions away from the mic. And so if you hear some sound changes, that's really probably what that is. All right. Without further ado, here is Nate and Alex. I'm going to ask the first question, which is to say who you are. So give me your name and what you do, where you live. Hi, my name is Nate Scheidler. I work as a research assistant at Charles River, and I live in Mansfield, Ohio. I'm Alex Syker. I'm a public defense attorney in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, formerly from Ohio. went to uh, grad school with Joe Fakosh, um, but right now I live in, in Nebraska and Omaha. I should have asked about your education. You both started at a specific place, but then Alex also, where did you go after that? So Alex and I both started at Denison University. We were roommates for three Maybe like one one extra bonus here if you count that. <laughs> uh, there's a little story there. Yeah, for three years, so we knew each other for a while. We played football, the same position together. And yeah, I played football at Denison for undergrad, and I majored in history. And so that's how I eventually met Joe when I moved on to uh, graduate school to get my master's in history at Bowling Green State University. Um, and after that, I um, proceeded to get my law degree at University of Nebraska-Lincoln, And that's why I'm here in Nebraska. Nate, I'm going to ask you, how did we get to know each other? So uh, Joe and I got to know each other (laughs) through Alex. Alex invited us or invited me to come to visit. Um, And I met Joe one time at Alex's apartment first, I think. Uh, We went out, we went to Bowling Green, had a good time, had a few drinks. And uh, at that time, I don't know. Uh, we came back and we talked with each other. And I think from there, I think we got along well. And I came up a few more times and we kept in touch over the years. And that's been, what was the first time we met? Uh, maybe 2000. December 14. And then you came eight, late April 2015. And that's yeah. Yeah. So around 2015. So it's been around seven years now. 
Um, the next question is about yourselves growing up. What is your travel history? What is your travel story? Did your families travel normally? Uh, did you have specific vacations that you remember? What is your travel vibe as a kid and growing up? So my travel vibe growing up, um, my parents like to do a lot of road trips. So we did one of the first the first ones I can remember is we went to Washington, D.C. My parents took me to Boston, New York City. We went to Myrtle Beach one year. We went to Chicago. And then another time we went out further west, we did like to the Dakotas and driving through Nebraska originally. And we did a few more trips when I was younger that I don't really remember. They took me to California. Um, I've been to Oregon with them. We went, and along with that, my cousin lives there. So we went to Washington and around in that area. Um, there's quite a few states I haven't been to yet, mainly the deep South and uh, Alaska, Hawaii. And I also, that's true. I went to Europe when I was in high school and I've been to Canada and Mexico as well. Mexico, once when I was very, very young, my, cause my uncle lived in San Diego at the time. So we were able to actually just walk across the border. Um, but another time I went down to Mexico city in Oaxaca and then, um, my parents had taken me another time to Niagara Falls in Canada. My travel history was a little bit different when I was younger. My parents were big on traveling to see family pretty much exclusively um, and then saving money to do that and really that only. So I would always travel to Allentown, Pennsylvania, where my entire family is originally from, where Pennsylvania Dutch um, and my great, 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 great grandfather was the fifth governor of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So that's a interesting factoid but we travel there we travel to canada niagara falls hamilton because i have family up there and then to florida because i have family down there and then when i became an adult that's when i really started traveling more and traveling more on my own and so i've been to i believe 33 states in total and canada as well um, but i have still yet to leave North America. All right. One of the unique features of our friendship is the fact that we've actually traveled together. And so maybe if one of you takes a specific place that we've traveled to and maybe highlights of that trip. So one trip that I really liked, I went on with Joe. We went to, uh, when I visited him in Arizona uh, a couple of years ago, we went to the Grand Canyon. I had never, I had actually never, at the time I had never been to the Grand Canyon before. Uh, it's really it's really quite an experience. I think like the scale of it isn't, you're not able to demonstrate the scale of the Grand Canyon in a picture. And when you see it there, you really realize how far it is across and how far it is down. And, you know, you get to stand near the edge and your legs shake a little bit. I've, I, that was quite the experience. I was really happy to be able to do that. I'll go ahead and highlight two trips. Um, one wasn't so much traveling for me, but um, when Joe and Nate have come out to visit me in Nebraska. We've done quite a bit. In fact, that's where we're where we are recording this right now in Omaha as we speak. We've visited the state capitol and seen uh, just all the history there. Um, multiple museums: the Durham Museum, the Jocelyn Museum, and we visited the Gerald Ford Birthplace site today. In fact, but also at another time, and that was featured in season one of this podcast. Um, so, so that's been a fun time coming out here. And then the other trip that I remember of me traveling was actually, this is another time when they were visiting me in, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, when I was living there for a short period. Um, we went to Independence Hall, took a, a tour of the historic building there, um, saw the, the library, and then 
visited Bryn Mawr and the main line uh, outside of Philadelphia. And then eventually we um, went out in downtown Philadelphia and had, had a fun time. So those were two, two travel experiences. I'll ask both of you, when did you first know that I had an obsession about the president or that that was something that was important to me? And what did you think of it? I first um, figured this out when I was a, a grad student at, at Bowling Green and Joe was in the PhD program and he was doing his dissertation on Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, which he completed. And we think he should turn into a book eventually, but it was on the circular letter, correct, of 1924 and how, he, not President-elect Roosevelt, but a, a previous election in 1924 and how he was trying to unite the Democratic Party at that time. Um, and then I also knew that Joe had worked at the Rutherford B. Hayes House in Ohio, and he had worked there out of undergrad and was uh, big on telling us about his experience there when we were in the program. So... Uh, my relationship with Joe uh, started off like probably more casual. I think Alex got to, <laughs> you know, meet him in a more professional, like with his academic studies and stuff. I think probably the first time that I thought that, um, you know, Joe had an obsession with the presidents was when I noticed like his, um, he had like his Bill Clinton, like I miss Bill Clinton uh, doll uh, in his apartment when I had visited. And that was probably just like a suspicion I had, but over time he, you know, he talked more and more about that sort of thing, and uh, he obviously knows a lot, so up on it over the years. I, I didn't think it was weird, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I did cuddle with it when I was sleeping over there. Yeah, the little donkey. That's the one I'm talking about. Okay. It did It did soothe me to sleep one night, so. Okay. So our first trip and a site that you and I went to together was Herbert Hoover's birthplace museum and gravesite at West Branch. What do you remember about that? So what I remember about that was uh, the primary thing I think about when I think of Hoover is like the Hoovervilles um, and like sort of like the Great Depression era. I thought that was really interesting reading about that at the uh, the birthplace. I remember you being struck by the gravesite that you could see the gravesite and the birthplace from one another. There's a clearing where when you turn around from the gravesite, you can see straight to the birthplace. Yeah, isn't it isn't it unique? Isn't it if I remember correctly, is it the one that's unique that it's like the birth and the gravesite at the same spot? I think I believe you had said that that was like the unique thing about that. I I visited during COVID, um so things were a lot different. We had to See, wear masks and stay six feet apart. So it was, it was a different experience. The I only visited the inside of, of the museum, um, but I it was large, a lot larger than I expected. Very nice, and they really featured different parts of President Hoover's life. I remember, I can't remember. He lived abroad. I want to say for a short period before he was his yes before he was a president, um, and that was interesting. I know he he was sick multiple times. I just thought that was an interesting part of his life that I didn't know about. But they, they have everything that you could think of there kind of covering not only his, his life, but also what was going on at that time period in American history. Um, so I definitely recommend it. I'd like to go back when COVID restrictions aren't so strict at that time. The three of us visited the Gerald Ford birthplace in Omaha now twice. Gerald Ford birthplace, obviously Gerald Ford, big time athlete, uh, college football player. Uh, they need to update their uh, presidential list. It's you know still on Obama. Uh, they need to get 45 and 46 on there. I mean, I'm a little critical of that for the site, but 
It's just a little, it's basically just a little garden. Is I don't, I'm not sure, was there a museum there behind that we weren't able to go into? We, we never, and I think that was closed each time we've gone. So that was closed each time we've gone, so we weren't able to go into that. Um, but yeah, it's a nice little, like, sort of park next to a park, a garden, and um, it has a little a little booth that, with information about Gerald Ford, um, you know, his life and then his presidency. Um, the one thing I kind of, like, the thing it mentions there is like the pardoning of Nixon um, kind of like uh, how that, how that went down. There's a little paragraph there explaining it, but that's one of the more like thought provoking things I think there. Um, So I first visited in with Joe and Nate in May of 2019. um, And I had seen the street signs for the birthplace and i'd always thought oh that an interesting place to go and then when these two visited me with joe's interest in presidential history we made sure we went um, it's located in the historic field club neighborhood of of omaha next to field club country club um and it's it's really upkept pretty well I and mean, there's no all this joe went over all this in season one but um, there's no house standing anymore, but on the grounds, they've curated a nice pathway and, and garden um, and, and really just kind of an area that you could bring your family and reflect and just sit there. Um, and then they also have the history markers of the presidents of the United States, as states, as Nate mentioned, the governors of Nebraska. And then they have a little museum area, um, a small museum area, which highlights Gerald Ford's athletic endeavors he's an all-american football player at university of michigan um, and they also have a betty ford area of the garden and they also highlight her contributions um, and her kind of active role as a first lady um, and, and so it's it's a nice place to visit in omaha nate there is a presidential birthplace like very close to your house where you grew up can you describe it the birthplace he's talking about is Harding, I believe, um, which is like by by Marion. That's where the high school there is named after. Okay, yeah. Uh, I haven't. His gravesite. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. His gravesite is is in Marion, right? And that's with like the white pillars there, and it's by the cemetery there. Um, I believe it's like the south side of Marion. Um, Blooming Grove is actually close to where because I grew up in Galleon, Ohio. And that's just like, I think, southeast of Galleon, Ohio. Um, there's not much out there, I don't think. Um, yeah, I, there's no, I don't think there's really anything special to, to do regarding that. But it is very close to where, I, to where I grew up. Alex and I also went to the William McKinley Memorial in Canton. Yeah, so it's in uh, Stark County in Canton, Ohio. Um, we've, I, I was there when I was younger, um, but I, this is the first time I want to say as an adult that I had returned to visit. And so we visit the gravesite first, which is right next door to the museum. Um, but it's, it's kind of a massive site. There's uh, a lot of steps you climb to get to, um, the, I guess you would call it a mausoleum, um, where the, him and his wife, McKinley and his wife are buried inside. It's a very solemn place. Um, took quite a while to build back in the day and so we we visited there first and then we walked down the steps and right next door is um, the Stark County Historical Society building which has a lot of McKinley uh, memorabilia it has kind of an animatronic um, model of McKinley and his wife that that moves and talks to visitors 
and gives um, an idea of the his life and history. Um, and then the building is also also houses other aspects of Stark County history. Um, goes through kind of the manufacturing history of the county. Um, also has a an indoor area that has um, recreations of historic buildings, like the the first attorney from kind of from the founding of the the county, the first attorney's office, the first doctor's office, the general industry that was around at that time. So it's it's definitely a place to visit. All right. So those are the main sites that we have traveled to together. If you had to give a reason why people should travel, I think our friendship has only been enhanced by the fact that we've gone to different places, seen different things, had different experiences. Some that, you know, this whole weekend that we've been in Omaha, we've been recounting being in Philadelphia and going to Chicago and our time spent in Arizona or here in Nebraska. And so why would you tell somebody to travel? Maybe if they're like a young family or people who you know, maybe don't see the value in it. And we all grew up with people who are like that, but why would you tell them they should travel? The first reason I would tell people why they should travel is that traveling exposes you to all sorts of different kinds of people, um, like different diversity that you may not experience in uh, like where you currently live. So, you know, I grew up in sort of rural Ohio. There's not a lot of different kinds of people there. Most of the people are very similar to each other. Um, so traveling exposed me to a, a broad array of different cultures and different people and um, different ways of doing things. And I think that's important for like like rounding yourself off and your development and, you know, getting along with other people and, um, you know, shaping your views of, of the world. The other reason I would say that it's important to travel is just, um, you know, some people like to travel alone, but... Um, you know, for, for in my case, like traveling with Joe and Alex or traveling with my family, um, you know, it's made our, our bond with each other stronger. We get to spend time together. And so, you know, spending time with your family, I think, is really important. Um, and that kind of goes with like Alex's parents' philosophy of like visiting your family. And it's important to like strengthen those bonds and, you know, make sure that the people around you know that you care about them. And you can learn things together. So, well, I think I would second everything Nate said um, to add something different in terms of kind of traveling to see historical sites, which is a lot of what, or mostly what this podcast is about. In, in some sense, I think um, it, it's great to listen and and follow along with Joe. But I think there's something different about also being able to see the place for yourself and kind of. You know, when when Joe talks about what a president's life was like, being able to to kind of also envision that um, when you see the site and you know see everything that that Joe has been talking about or or other sites as well, um, I think kind of inter- being interactive and and feeling the culture in that area, and I think it's just something different entirely. So I'd, I'd add that as well. Yeah, I was struck by that last week. I was in the central part of Texas and I was at the LBJ ranch and it's exactly, it looks exactly like when he was there you can like sit on the swing and you can kind of imagine what it would have been like a hundred years ago or so. And same thing with, you know, like the Hoover site where you you can almost let yourself imagine, you know, this place like way before. And so, yeah, I definitely think I'm obviously a big proponent of this. I've been asking you both this question this weekend. I've asked you a lot of questions, but one was what is your bucket list? Like if you have a list of places, or a certain number that you're looking forward to doing if it's in the near future overall like what what's your goal what do you want to see and in nate's case like take your daughter and take john yang to get to see 
not exactly historical related, but uh, one, one thing we want to do is we want to go uh, probably to Alaska at some point um, to see like the Northern Lights and that sort of thing. I think uh, it can be really beautiful up there. Um, and that's that's one place that we definitely want to go. An- another place, you know, that I want to go with with Joe and Alex maybe sometime is to take a trip to Vegas and uh, see the Sin City out there. <laughs> um, so I have been to every state east of the Mississippi besides Louisiana, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. So my goal has been to go west because I really haven't explored the western United States so much. Um, and when I have, I've flown out there. So my goal is to drive west. I'd like to drive through the desert. I think that's featured in a lot of Hollywood movies. And for some reason, I've been told that once you do it once, you don't really want to do it again. But I've, I want to do it. I want to go to Vegas, check out everything the city has to offer. Um, but I'd, I'd also like to go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. That's a goal of mine. And then Texas as well. I haven't been to Texas and I'd like to see Austin, Dallas and um, and then again, travel back to, to see family. I think that's important as well. Hopefully you get to do all these things, right? And now with COVID almost over or hopefully over, maybe that's a bigger reality. Um, what is something you would recommend about the podcast? Uh, you know, if we're trying to get the word out about the podcast, what could you say about either listening to it or any last thoughts? One of the reasons why you should listen to the podcast is, you know, Joe has a plethora of information. He knows a lot of historical facts, and obviously he's obsessed with the president, so he knows a lot more than I, I ever could 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 even keep in my head. Um, you know, sometimes like he'll say something to me and uh, about a president or something, and then you know, like a year later he'll bring it up again, and I just like totally forgot that that was a thing. So he definitely you can absorb a lot of information from the podcast about. Oh, from Joe. I'd recommend the podcast because I think Joe has done a good job infusing historical narrative with kind of present day travel and present present day historical sites and kind of putting the two together well. So in season one, where he was going over the birthplaces, I thought he did a great job of starting out with a narrative about the individual president's childhood and how it what it was like for them growing up and trying to delve into kind of personal emotions and relationships with parents um, and early education and then kind of cutting it there and going to the birth site and talking about what's how to get there, how to travel there, what's around it, what it looked like, but then taking that narrative and, and showing how it fits with the, the birth site itself. So when you travel to that site, you can kind of um, understand the narrative and, and the life behind, behind that site. Again, I want to thank... Alex and Nate for agreeing to do the podcast. I'm very appreciative, not just for their taking the time to conduct this interview, but also for their friendship. And I just can't wait to see what other travels we have in store. Any of you who know me know that this is also the longest that I've gone without calling them by their nicknames. We call Nate Nasty. And I call Alex (laughs) A-Train ever since we were on the volleyball team. I don't know that they have a nickname for me, at least not one that I'm aware of, but that goes along with what I had talked about with branding. And for any of you, again, who are on the fence about getting back out there, I know it's been a rough couple years in terms of travel. I know gas prices are incredible, but 
there is a lot of value to being out there on the road and getting to see sites for yourself, getting to travel. And I echo everything that Nate and Alex said about the value that we all can have from getting to enjoy these things for ourselves. And so I look forward to seeing you out there on the road as we continue to visit the presidents. See ya.